Our sermon text for today comes from the second chapter of the book of Hebrews, verses 5 through 12. It is not to angels that he has subjected the world to come, about which we are speaking, but there is a place where someone has testified. What is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? You made him a little lower than the angels. You crowned him with glory and honor and put everything under his feet. In putting everything under him, God left nothing that is not subject to him. Yet at present we do not see everything subject to him. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, now crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. In bringing many sons to glory, it was fitting that God for whom and through whom everything exists should make the author of their salvation perfect through suffering. Both the one who makes men holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers. He says, I will declare your name to my brothers. In the presence of the congregation, I will sing your praises. This is the word of God for the people of God. Have any of you ever felt that you weren't good enough for God? I know that over the years as a pastor, and especially when you see these people on TV, you see a pastor on TV and they're always some good-looking person with a full head of hair. Well, I don't have hair, but the other part's okay. Why is it that we feel we're not good enough for God. In fact, isn't that what it says here? What is man that you are mindful of him? Why in the world would God care about us? We are insignificant in the world. Everything that was created was created by God. And if you look at the world, if you look at the beauty of it, go out west, and see the mountains, it certainly makes you feel little. You get out into the ocean, and you're out there where you can't see anything but water, and you know there's nothing but water for literally hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of miles, and you feel insignificant. Why would God care about me? That's the question that the writers of Hebrews is asking. And the answer is (coughs) that God loves each and every one of us because he created us. He made us just the way that we are. Now we as humans, we look at other people and we see them from the outside. We see somebody who looks a certain way whether it's tall or short or wide or thin 
or whatever it is. Lots of hair, no hair, lots of illustrations, no illustrations. God doesn't look at us by what we look like on the outside. And that's why we don't have to worry about being judged by God the same way that the world looks at us. Because God looks at us on the inside. He looks at our heart. He looks at our desire to serve Him. He sees us as nobody else in our life sees us. He sees all of our possibilities. He sees all that we're capable of doing. He sees all those things which scare us to death. He sees all those things that we can't do. And he looks at us and he loves us anyway. That's the important message about God. See, God doesn't look at us like anybody else looks at us. He looks at us from the inside out and he accepts us as his children. And this passage says that he accepts us as sons, and that's important. Because in the Hebrew legal system of that day, to inherit everything in the family, to have an inheritance, you had to be a son. Now, the daughters, they would marry off to someone else, so they would get part of that son's inheritance. But the sons would inherit from their father. So when Jesus says that we are sons, he's not talking about the physical, male or female. He's talking about we are capable of receiving an inheritance in the kingdom of God. That God looks at us and says, you are mine and I am yours. And all that I have, belongs to you. All of the beautiful creation that God has made, he made that we might be able to enjoy it. Those of you who are on Facebook, friend Robin, she puts wonderful sunset pictures almost every night on Facebook, and they're gorgeous. It just reminds you how beautiful all that God creates is. God has made this wonderful world. And the writer of Hebrews says, and all that he made, he subjected to us. Which means he puts it under our control so that we would care for it, not that we would destroy it. I truly believe that as Christians... Our desire should be to preserve what God has made because it shows us his beauty. It shows us his love. It shows us his care for us. And we are called to be his people. We're called to be, then later on in the passage, the writer says we are sons and daughters. We are part of God's family. God has reached out to us in the situations that we're in in life with all of our imperfections and he says to us, I love you. 
And I want you to be part of my family. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you look like. All of those things are unimportant. God desires to have a part and a place in our lives if we're willing to love him and allow him in. That's the only part we have. God supplies everything else. So what I want you to remember is there is nothing that you can do to make God not love you. Even if you turn your back on God or wander away for some of your life, God's still waiting. God's still there. And God still loves you. For those of us who have spent a majority of our life following God, I think we could tell you that it's awesome. Being able to follow God and to live in His love and His grace doesn't mean everything in your life is going to be perfect. But it means no matter where you go, no matter what you do, God will always be there for you. Now that doesn't mean he's going to work everything out so that you have a perfectly wonderful life. It means that he's going to work everything out that his will may be done in your life. All we have to do is follow him. Love him back. Because God loves you unconditionally. That's the message. That's the promise of God. God has called us to be brothers and sisters in his family, part of the family of God. We're going to join today in communion. And this is Worldwide Communion Sunday when all of the, or most all of the Christian churches of the world join together in communion. And the reason we join is because communion reminds us that it's in the blood of Jesus Christ, it's in his body which he gave up for us, that we are redeemed by God. Our sins are forgiven, and we are promised a new life, a life, an eternal life in eternity with him. So we join together with people of all different colors, all different shapes, all different languages who live in many, many different places. And we remember we are God's 